Welcome to this episode of the Relate Podcast. This is where we get curious about how we relate to ourselves, God, and others. And good news, friends, I'm joined by Margaret and Joe again this week. Hello. Hi, guys. Hey, what's going on? So many things. <laughs> Too many things, you might say. <laughs> per usual. Yeah. All the you. things. The, I'm pandemic fine. Right. <laughs> oh. And last week, that's exactly what we talked about, just jumping into all the things and all the feelings. And we challenged our listeners, if we're all going to be emotion coaches for our kids or even for the people we're sitting across from our friends while we're at Starbucks, if we're going to help people feel their emotions, we need to start by being curious about our own emotions, right? So I wonder, listeners, as you've been curious about your emotions in last week, and for you guys, Joe and Margaret... As we've been curious about how we do with our own emotions in the last week, I found that sometimes when we pay attention to how well we feel our emotions, a lot of things come up. Yes, that is the trick. (laughs) Totally. Did you guys notice anything this week as you paid attention to yourself? Well, I noticed this because of my daughter, actually, my nine-year-old. I noticed she's gotten into a habit when I ask her, how are you feeling right now? Like if I notice, like, oh, she seems kind of either sad or something's bothering her um and I'll ask her how are you feeling she'll say tired and Mm. I'm like why is she doing that and I was like wait a minute (laughs) I think she might have learned that somewhere um Mm. and so I think when I don't when I'm trying to when I'm moving too fast to feel my feelings I might throw that out like oh I'm tired or like oh I'm you know yeah I think tired was my default um and how many times I do that when, especially during e-learning, because it's like you don't have time to stop and really feel it. So I've been trying to like stop and just like, oh, okay, I feel tired or I feel kind of bored of helping with word study again this week or yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. Just like, don't just zip past it. Just kind of notice it and then notice, oh, that might be making my body feel tired. I was just going to say, even as you're talking about it, you took a deep breath for us. <laughs> I put us all to sleep when you're talking about word study. Well, and it's good to like even make that note, check in with yourself and your body too, right? Like, is my heart rate elevated? Am I breathing shallow instead of the normal way? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We are to be existing with our breath. Yeah. Joe, what about you? Um, Yeah, I, I would say for me, I've noticed that the only time that I really actually get to feel my feelings is if I actually take the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, this past week, I spent um, some time with family and networking and, and things like that and um, was able to, to just be able to process things differently because I, I think what Margaret said was true is, is there's so many times where we're just going and going and going and going and um, you don't take the time until it's too late. And it's kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, I don't know why I'm feeling this way and how I got this bad or, yeah, or whatever like it may be. They all come at once because yeah. you were pushing them away Yep. instead of dealing with them as they're actually showing up. Yeah. 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 So I think I think for me, that's that's kind of the the biggest learning. And and the thing that I probably am focusing on the most now is trying to figure out, like, hey, where do, where do I have those pockets of time to just relax or, or get get space to where I'm not doing a million things at the same time. Yeah. To focus on that. To like make a practice almost out of it, of checking in so that it doesn't, like you're saying, all of a sudden, you're like, why am I screaming? 
Yeah. <laughs> Why am I freaking out? And it's like, oh, wait a minute. Because I was mad yesterday. And yeah. So totally making a practice of trying to regularly check in, I think, is hard to do, but probably valuable. Yeah, for sure. And so our goal with this conversation mm -hmm. is we would love to be to the point where we're checking with ourselves often and regularly enough that we can <laughs> then coach our kids or those we love that we're sitting with through their emotions. Last week, we talked about that looks like helping them feel like we get it, listening, like I feel you kind of feeling, helping them feel felt. And so we promised that this week we were going to be talking about some really practical tools. We all know that in this season, the emotions are plentiful. Mm -hmm. And as Margaret talked about e-learning, especially with our kids, some of them are going to school, some of them are e-learning, but whatever the experience with our kids right now, they're facing different they're facing more they're facing um, things that are missing and so our experience is that so many kids are experiencing a lot of emotions whether they're used to it or not and so today we want to talk about one tool that's really going to help us consider our kids feelings and so Margaret today we're talking about the window of tolerance can you tell us what <laughs> What, what is that? So I would like to start this by saying I'm like not a doctor. Right. I'm not a clinician. We're moms. I do not, we're, yeah, I'm like a mom who's trying really hard. Um, but something that I had learned about, and this must have been probably about a year ago now, that my counselor like really casually threw out something about the window of tolerance and my blank stare. She's like, do you not know what that is? And I was like, no, tell me right now. So she got out <laughs> her flip chart and drew this big old thing. And so essentially my understanding is that the, everyone has a window of tolerance and it's different for everybody based on your story, based on your current circumstances. But you have this like general window where you um, are able to operate sort of normally where um, you're able to process new information. You're able to learn. You're able to handle challenges. You're able to like take on surprises. And mm -hmm. inevitably in life, we will have a moment where we go either above that window of tolerance or below. So that talks about like being hyper aroused where we're like stressed and tense and we, um, our breathing picks up and our heart rate, heart rate picks up. And that would be more like on the, um, fight or flight side of things where mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, you're ready for a fight or you're, you're like out of here, or you can go underneath the window of tolerance, which would be look more like freeze. So you become hypo aroused where you're Breathing slows down, and it almost looks to the people that you're with like you've checked out. I think, from what I understand, a person might have like a more default way to go than mm -hmm. that. But like everyone they go, does. They go both. hyper, or they go, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you. But everybody goes both. Exactly, and so this has been like a really great tool in our family since I've learned about that and kind of learned of what the implications of that are. Um, to talk about like when someone, any of the people in our family, children or grownups, um, seem to have a huge reaction to something, whether it's that they are like suddenly furious or suddenly crying and like really upset about something or suddenly like totally silent and withdrawn. And we're like, oh, you're outside of your window of tolerance. You are something has happened that you are not able to tolerate. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. The yeah. word tolerance is yeah. so... Um, sticking out to me in this moment. Yeah. What are we tolerating? Is it we're tolerating our emotions or we're tolerating what's happening? Yeah, I think both. Okay. So like you might be able to think of an example of a time when someone says something irritating to you and you're able to go like, that was irritating and keep moving on with your life. Yeah. 
and in a different situation or a different moment where let's say you're already stressed and you're running late and you have had a really hard conversation with a spouse and someone says that same irritating thing, you're going to blow up because you were not able to tolerate the experience Yep. and then, or the feelings that came from that experience. And so instead of, you know, dealing with it and kind of regulating and like, and seeing it for what it is, you just like freak out and you go above your window of tolerance and it's like, and you're angry and you're tense and all of that. Or you check out. Totally. And you're like, I'm not going there. Yeah. I'm not able. Exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I love this concept that we can actually picture. For me, when I've thought about this, I literally picture a window that's like wide open and I all the fresh air is coming in and I'm good or my window is literally closing yes I'm doing a thing with my hands which is really gonna help (laughs) our listeners understand but the window the space between where the screen is is getting smaller yes and so I'm gonna be able to I'm I mean I'm not gonna be able to tolerate as much totally now you're not gonna be able to let as much in yeah and handle it yeah and I'm, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you are doing that movement with your hands because <laughs> there, I think there are seasons in our life where that window of tolerance is big and can handle a lot. We can handle a lot. But I think, I mean, right now, I think most people that window, so in times of stress or trauma, that window gets smaller. And what we can tolerate is like not as much, not as much as it used to be, not as much as it could be, not as much as we wish it was. And so yeah. we're, we're getting these sort of, um, bigger reactions than we're used to seeing in our kids, used to feeling in ourselves or all the people in our lives. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why I love this concept and why I wanted Margaret to give us her master class of how she <laughs> has applied this in her life. She loves it when I call her the, a yeah, master. Yeah, right. Master. Um, no. <laughs> I like the thought of it because I think it gives us A, a visual and B, language for what we actually started talking about last week when Joe was saying, I'm giving everybody grace right now. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you were picking up on that, whether or not you knew it was window of tolerance. You were saying everybody's window is a little smaller right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I think you're you're totally true in that. And I think the reality is that um, when you're talking about the window of tolerance, like, like Margaret said, it's totally based off of where you are in whether your season of life or what happened today yeah. or what happened this week or, or whatever it looked like. If things are going super great and you're just like, man, I'm walking on sunshine. Like, yeah. of course your window of tolerance is probably going to be pretty high in regards to navigating things with kids or, or with e-learning or what, whatever it looks like. But if everything's kind of flipped upside down, that's probably going to close. I'm doing the thing with my hand now. Just, <laughs> just in case I started you didn't, it. I'm you didn't sorry. know um, <laughs> listeners, but um, yeah. So, and, and I think because of that, if, if people around you can know mm-hmm. um, what, what your window of tolerance looks like or, or what the things might be that are factoring into uh, what your window of tolerance looks like, then that helps with that grace piece because it's not like, oh, man, they just yelled at me. Yes, they did, but there's a lot of other things that, that are at play and, and went into it. Yes. And, Joe, I love that you went there because th- one of the things that helps me thinking about the window of tolerance when, when someone's window closes <laughs> yeah. or when I think it's the a crack. It's like a cracked open. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think the term is when their window of tolerance is shattered, right? Yes. That's one of the ways to talk about it. I can actually make it, it helps me make it not about me. Yeah. Like, oh, what's going on with you right now is not about me. And so I can 
keep my window open. Yeah. Instead yeah. of going to that fight or flight response. Totally. Like, oh, you're coming at me? Here I come back. Right. Yeah. Right. This helps me go like, you're like, oh, you're having a whole issue because your window is closed. <laughs> yes. Yep. And it gives yeah. me like compassion or empathy or like Joe was painting a beautiful picture for us last week just to go like, here's some grace because this isn't about me. What's going on with you? Yeah. Yep. So Margaret... This is what, like one of the whole reasons I wanted you in this season of the podcast is because I literally come to your house and I hear your your girls who are not <laughs> they don't have their masters in counseling and <laughs> not, <laughs> not yet no <laughs> talk about the window of tolerance and this is what I'm talking about we can give each other language for this so help us understand how you guys actually play this out like this what seems like a kind of high-level concept, you're actually applying this to your your adorable, sweet girls in your house. How does how does that look? What does it sound like? Yeah. Well, so for one thing, there is this artist in Seattle, and she's also a counselor. Her name is Lindsay, and I, I'm realizing I don't know how to say it because I only ever look at it. Yes. On Instagram. <laughs> Lindsay Brayman or Brahman? I'm not sure either way she's phenomenal and she has um she's great at illustrating these like big concepts mm -hmm. um and so she had created it's instead of an actual window it looks more like a rainbow so if you picture like the color part of a rainbow as the window of tolerance and then on one side is a cloud a storm cloud and then the other side is a storm cloud and one is like being um, above the window and one is being below the window so it's, yeah it's, it's just another image but we had printed that out and put it on our refrigerator because we were like oh I think this might be really useful to the girls and so we've been talking about it and you know trying to give them language to see themselves <laughs> the trouble with that no not really the trouble the, the great thing about it is that they can then um, that helps them understand us so this isn't just for them to understand themselves they are now like Ooh, you know, <laughs> so, um, calling you out with your window, totally, yeah. totally. but like in the funniest way, oh. um, I know I told you the story before. Would it be useful to, yes, can I tell it? Okay. Please. So my husband took our three daughters to uh, Dairy Queen uh, late on a, um, a summer night because our middle child uh, really thought that would be fun. It was her idea. They pulled into the parking lot. They got their Dairy Queen. They sat in the car, played Uno. Uh, with the trunk open, just had like the time of their lives, had a dance party, and then it was time to go. And my middle daughter really was like not happy about that. Like she was so sad the time was ending, especially mm -hmm. because it was something she had planned yeah. and she had like gotten everyone excited and she could not, she was so frustrated so fast. And Blaine kept trying and trying and trying. He was like, okay, you know, Lulu, sit down, get it, get buckled, da, da, da. like tried all these things. He was trying to stay calm and then it got to the point where he couldn't stay calm. And she was just totally, totally outside of her own window of tolerance. Right. She was furious, so upset, and just couldn't get the control that she wanted, I think, and felt so disappointed. Mm. So he finally gets her buckled in. They come home. So I don't know any of this has happened. I'm just, like, at home. Our oldest daughter, Ruby, comes running in, and she's got this look on her face. And no one else <laughs> has followed her in the house. And I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, uh. And I'm like, where is everybody? She's like, Dad and Lulu are still in the car. I'm like, oh no, what happened? And she was like, well, did it? You know, she's like giving me a play-by-play. -play. Well, we were doing this and this, and then Ellie's freaked out, and then Daddy freaked out, and he was like really right in her face, like really yelling, like he was so upset. Mom, Daddy totally shattered his window of tolerance. 
And so amazing. <laughs> I love it so much. Which was so true. So she's like, he's out there right now trying to repair it with her. And oh, like, stop. <laughs> she's my like, hero. Well, good luck to the them. Best story. But what I realized was that something that might have felt scary like I think it's scary when a parent loses their temper and is really upset or it can feel like whoa my grown-up is out of control because Ruby had this language not that she didn't still have a reaction to it but because she had this language and this kind of understanding I think she was able to keep that not about herself at all like she was like daddy lost his he shattered that was her language he shattered his window of tolerance like she could see Something happened with him, and I just happened to be there for it. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes. And Instead of taking it on as something that yeah. she needs to fix or something maybe yes. that she caused. We know kids go there really often. Like, what did I do to make this happen? Yeah. Even so, I was – this is more about Eloise totally, and dad. Totally. And even Eloise to see, like, yes, she was totally – She was. I mean, she was having an absolute tantrum. And so then we were able to name to her, like, and even when you're having a tantrum, it's our job to we're like responsible for our reaction to that so it's never that it's your fault that we you know blew our top or whatever like right right, um that's our responsibility and so what you're seeing is us being outside of our window of tolerance Mm -hmm. and so even that she could take his big reaction and separate that from like her sense of goodness you know that is magic right there what you just said so good wow thanks and that's why i wanted to talk about window of tolerance because i think so many of us our, like we said, our windows are smaller. Our kids, all the things they're experiencing, their windows are smaller. And so when these things erupt, for us to have language and maybe some like practical, here's how to respond, some to-dos in the moment. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that this doesn't feel like just something you and your counselor talked about behind closed doors. You literally gave this language to your family. And so I think this is something we can all do. And it's never too late, whether your kids are in college or whether they're like mine in like middle school and high school, we can all start to talk about the window of tolerance and help them identify when it's going on with them. And as hard as it's going to be, (laughs) be grateful when they identify that it's going on with us because that gives them words to realize what's going on with mom? What's going on with Joe? What's going on with? My totally. friend, even right. Yep, it's good. It's not about me. Yeah, and yes. and enter into that with some compassion. So, Margaret, can you give us some like when we identify? Oh, I see your window. <laughs> I see what's happening with your window. What are some things we can do, or when it's about us, when we realize, okay, like you said, I just showed up way more hot <laughs> yeah. than I meant to, right, right, or way more angry or the opposite when I'm like literally frozen because I don't know what to do to respond to what's happening yeah what can we do when we're like it's the window but now what yeah well I mean one thing that we do in our family is um we try to name it like as fast as we can in ourselves so like especially because I do I mean truly my window of tolerance is (laughs) smaller than I wish it was um and it it seems like there are a couple of certain things that are always like, who my temper is so short on that, where I'm just like so frustrated or I know I'm coming across as like, that's annoying. Stop doing, you know? Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's, it's okay that I feel that way, but it's like, how do I then act out of that? And so I will try as quickly as I can feel like in those moments where I'm like escalating, escalating, escalating to feel like, 
okay, guys, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, and I might be still talking really fast and really big and really loud and like almost <laughs> like it could feel aggressive, but it's like I am like way outside of my window of tolerance right now. Like, hold on, like, you know, and just tr give like just say it as fast as I can because I want them to both um, be able to see that like, okay, something's escalating and it's it's not about me necessarily. And like I want them to have practice for themselves and like they're not going to know how to do that if I won't do it. So to go like, well, I feel myself getting really worked up. Okay, it's happening right now. And that helps me to have some control in it, I think, um, to then go, how do I want to respond to that? Because there are things that I know that I can do that will help me like whoop, bring it back down. Um, and so there's like two words that we'll use in our family. Um, if someone seems like they're either getting explosive or like shut down and we'll say hey it seems like you're it seems like you feel really like busy or spicy right now hmm. it's like that like kind of frenetic energy like whoa 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 or we'll say hey it seems like you're kind of zoned out like come back to me like are you in your body still like come back what's going on you know and th not that not that every time they're like, well, actually, yes, mom. <laughs> but I'm glad you asked. Like, <laughs> I'm in the, I'm dissociating yeah, right now. That's right. Um, but it's like just trying to like mirror that a little bit yeah. and go like, hey, see you. And even if you don't have words for it, like, and then usually after a little, you know, a few moments, they'll they'll try. They'll give it a try to say. So I think like for us, that's a f one thing that's been really helpful is just trying to identify it as like a and like. I think you're always saying this, like, be curious, like, oh, why, what is happening right now? Like, my body is like, whoa, you know, heart yep. is racing and I'm like sweating all, or like blotchy, like what happened just now? Or, man, I just want to like lay down and crawl under the covers. <laughs> you know, so often I, I mean, everyone experiences me as very lovely and kind and even tempered. Mm -hmm. Except for maybe my children. Just kidding. <laughs> but like, if you know me well, you'll know my response is probably going to go up and escalate, right? Like, it's going to be a bigger response. I think yeah. I said that before. Like, I'm going to come in hot. That's my go-to more than the other side. Yeah. But actually, I'm as I'm tracking with you, realizing the other night when I had like a reset conversation with my son it was like about going in the basement too much or facetiming or family time or I hadn't I literally hadn't talked to him in three days mm -hmm. and for me that's when I start to get like nervous or frantic or scared because I'm I'm so much about connection especially with my family members and so he had had basketball and I'd been running in a different direction and he gets up earlier than I do anyway it had been like three days and I realized when we when we tried to when I tried to bring that up and it didn't go as well as I wanted because like he had basketball camp for two hours that day and he was just done like yeah. why am I even trying to talk to this this man child that yeah. lives in my house <laughs> <laughs> after basketball <laughs> I actually had the opposite response mm -hmm. and I just felt like literally I, I'm not even here anymore like mm -hmm. I'm just gonna check out and so I do think that it can go both ways, even though maybe I'm used to going hot. Um, this time I experienced really going like mm. kind of just a shrug of the sh shoulders and like, yeah, maybe just take a break here. Mm. I didn't know what to do next. Yeah. And to identify that as a window of tolerance, too, because I'm so used to it being about my heart rate and my showing up too big. And I want my kids to realize that is not about them because it isn't. It's always about me. Mm -hmm. But also 
for me to realize I can name the other end of it as window of tolerance too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And to just give yourself grace in that moment, especially if it's like, man, I don't, I don't usually go this way. Hmm. <laughs> that curiosity. Yeah. 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 So when we do notice it and so in that moment mm-hmm. or when I come in hot, are there some things like, I, I know you said like breathing. Mm-hmm. You, actually, you didn't say breathing. You just breathed. <laughs> I, think I think you're so used we, we to like going like, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Um, yeah. Are there some tools that we can do to like bring ourselves back? Yeah. So I've learned this grounding exercise, which would be just like the idea of because when the, when that happens, when we it gets outside of our window of tolerance, like we're not in um, like our brain is not able to take in new information in that moment. We're like in our limbic system. We're not able to like focus or think clearly or rationally we're just like gone right because you said fight or flight before yeah it's literally like an animal who's about to get attacked totally like, can only just yeah. run yeah 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 yeah. exactly so we're like always trying to like <laughs> ground it and like just get back into our bodies and so one way and this is an exercise that i've read in a couple different places but we've tried just a grounding exercise so it would be like just take a deep breath name five things that you see. So what you're trying to do is like use all of your senses. So name five things that you see, name four things that you can hear, name three things that you can smell, two things that you feel, and one thing you can taste. And so it's just this opportunity to like slow the whole system down and observe your settings, like get back in the actual space and like the moment, the now and the here and now is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> um, both of the space that you're in and in your actual body. And so it's like observing and hearing and feeling and tasting and just like, okay. And then that kind of helps you, it can kind of help you reset a little bit. And then, um, uh, like, I know we were kind of joking, but breathing is like such a massive tool because I think it really does, it like sends a signal to our nervous system to like calm down. I think it, I did this really cool body, like body trauma movement class oh wow but it was online how crazy is that because of course everything (laughs) is virtual but um she was talking a lot about how breathing can like deep deep and purposeful breathing can interrupt the body response that's happening and so when you take those in through the nose and you're slow and then push out through the mouth and like counting like as you're doing it so you're counting maybe to four holding it pushing out for four and it like will interrupt this the body response and it will help your body and your heart rate come back down so that you can feel like if you're in the middle of like a full-on panic attack like i don't know that that's That's not what we're talking about right right it's not window of tolerance no different but it's like i think that it it's that's one of those things that helps you reconnect to your actual physical like okay you know Okay, so I'm tracking with you, yeah. and I've actually used some of these tools for yeah. myself, yeah. and I think it's a way of like literally tricking our body yeah. to come back, right? Absolutely. But, Joe, as a grown man, <laughs> I'm curious, how do you feel about being told to name five things I see? <laughs> And five and four things I smell. And we'll put that in the show notes so you guys don't have to like. Yeah, yeah. If you're in the car listening to the podcast, stop and write those yeah, things down. down. That'll be in the show notes. But I'm wondering, um, I can picture it perfectly working inside my head. I can do those things, and I could picture it perfectly with Margaret and her beautiful, adorable girls. When I think about asking my son to name, like, what do you think about you using that for yourself? Is there a um, 
a man factor that gets in the way or a cheese factor? <laughs> um, yeah, I I think that for me, it just it just feels like like work or, mm. or it feels like like something that that just is going to take a lot of energy to actually do. But but the reality is, I think that even even if you you kind of approach it from from what you what you just did like hey this might be be harder for for others than than it is for some i think that there's probably room to at least try it and kind of see where where it goes and and i think i think for me uh and i think you're you're totally right and like it not it wouldn't be my first choice um <laughs> um when when trying to like nav- navigate um like how to kind of come down from just like your window talent shattering or whatever mm-hmm. that looks like but i think i think that if 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 you're willing to try it like it it probably it probably can can do some good um i the first thing i thought of was like i don't think i could come up with like all, all those things <laughs> it's so a really would, hard pop quiz yeah that yeah, would be the yeah, thing totally. that would be the thing for me but but yeah i i think that um i would definitely be interested to to know like how how um how everyone um, could engage that and what it and what it would would actually look like and even how how long do you have to actually like work to that to actually yeah. get, get good at it or, or to actually figure it out because yeah because the, the challenge the challenge with almost anything especially around emotions and things like that is 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 just the amount of practice and energy yeah. that that you have to take like like even as, as i was listening to market market talk like and tell tell her story and just talk about her family's journey like they didn't just start that yesterday you know and like to, so to get to that Joe, yeah. to get to that point so it's yeah. like hey like yeah like it's probably gonna be painful in in the beginning uh especially if you're you're trying to do the, the five things ex- exercise and especially if you're if you're a guy or a or someone who who doesn't necessarily like getting in touch with your body and your emotions and things like that but i think if you if you take the time and, and say like hey i'm gonna give this a try for 30 days or I'm going to just try the that. next five times that, yeah. that this happens and then just see where it goes. And, and then maybe something that's could really happen cool. you get yeah. better. So. That's so good. And it's helpful for me as a mom, because I'm thinking as Margaret's sharing with us ways I can apply this to my family. And I got this with my 12 year old daughter, like the two of us. But, um, my son is all about like information and facts and yeah. it's, it is harder for me to get him to talk about his feelings yeah. unless I made him mad. And then yeah. he wants and then he has something to say, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I never do. Of course. <laughs> well, and I think like another thing that I think is a big one, um, which is actually very difficult for me, is the physical activity piece. So like in mm-hmm. those moments, like especially if you are like really amped up to like do a really hard physical, like like sprint or just get your body moving, yeah, get some adrenaline, yeah, yeah, out, yeah. yeah, used up, yep, and um, and get like oh what serotonin yep yep <laughs> i was like is that what i want to say yes <laughs> um and and just get get all the oxygen like moving through your body um and that is something i have to like work myself up for but i notice that when i do it when i practice it i'm like oh yeah okay i totally feel the difference in this yeah but it's not that is not my like go-to and it can help too i if you're like if you like in the moment where you kind of zoned out after you had your conversation mm-hmm. to do something to get your heart rate moving can actually kind of help you reconnect that way too. That makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and to your point, Joe, like there's, uh, yeah, I think, 
some of these things could sound like that is a weird thing to try <laughs> or like, I don't yeah. think so. But I think <laughs> there are so many different ways to, you know, with the goal being like connecting back to your body and not like, you know, oh, how does my body feel? But like, <laughs> like, well, it's actual brain feeling, science. Like yeah, you said, exactly. there's like chemicals and there's the yeah. left side and right side. We're going to talk more about that in the next episode, mm-hmm. like brain science with your left brain and your right brain. But really, we do have to kind of get us out of that animal instinct of just fight or flight or freeze. Yeah. Yeah. To like actually be curious about our our response. Yeah. And that's what this is. We had a friend, Margaret and I have laughed about this. My friend Scott used to make his kids do math. Yes. In yes. the moment yes. when yes. they were triggered yeah. like this. Yes. He'd say, he'd give them a math problem. And and so I was even thinking, what are, what are ways I could apply this to my exact family? And I was even thinking like, making it my son do um like sports stats totally yeah <laughs> totally totally like tell me about your fantasy football team and yeah. who's getting yes. traded this week and yeah it would yeah. like bring him out yeah. of that yeah triggered um brain that's just that fight or flight or freeze exactly that's so good yeah is that really like a like sort of like a distraction um, to kind of get you to to refocus your your energy, like is that is that kind yeah, of another way of describing it? So I think the goal with that would be to kind of reengage or wake up the part of your brain that isn't sending all the signals to your body that you're in fight or flight, that you're in danger, that you're or that you're you know that you need to survive this moment, so that you can like calm down and that you can think rationally again. And so it is like those little brain hacks. Um, and so we've even done that with our middle daughter who. Like probably giving her a long list of math facts isn't going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> she's still learning those. But like, we'll be like, um, you know, spell your name or just whatever it is to help her like, yeah, reengage that sort of more rational thinking part of her brain. And I actually didn't plan it this way, but I think the order of these episodes is really helpful because if we're, <laughs> if our child is really feeling big feelings, we are not, of course, suggesting. Throw a math problem at them. Make them spell right. their name. Yeah. That's not what we're saying. No. The first thing we asked, we invited all of us to try is to make them feel felt. Acknowledge their feelings. Maybe mirror that back to them. It seems to me like you're feeling really sad. Or I can see you have a lot of big feelings about what's happening right now, right? So we are not by in any way suggesting throw the math fact at them. The first <laughs> two plus step, two. Yeah, yeah. Go. So don't do that to no. me in the hallway, Joe. No, no. I won't. I but um, first to make them feel felt and understood, acknowledge the reality of their feelings. And then this window of tolerance concept, even with our young kids, even with my high schooler, anywhere in between, it's going to help us have some language to say it seems like your window of tolerance is low right now. It's just going to really be a helpful, another helpful tool to put into the arsenal. Yep. So thanks so much, you guys. I love this concept, and I think this conversation, I know it's been helpful for me, and I, and I know as our listeners start to think of their window of tolerance, whether it's with the people they're sitting with, their kids, themselves, I think it's really going to help us have some language for what's happening. So thanks for being here. So fun. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. Here on the Relate Podcast, we, of course, believe everything's better in relationships. And so as you consider your experience with this conversation, we'd love to invite you to discuss it with a friend and share what you've learned and maybe even share some of the ways that you plan to apply what we've learned about the window of tolerance. 
Here's some discussion questions that will help you consider your experience with this conversation. I'll read each question and give you some time to reflect. Question one, when you picture a window where you can tolerate your emotions or your experiences, how big or how small does your window seem right now? Maybe even compared to what it normally is. Question two, what goes on inside of you when someone you're engaging with shatters their window of tolerance? Question three, how does knowing about the window of tolerance help you to stay within your own window? And question four, which practical tool would you like to try in the next 30 days, just like Joe suggested? Is it Margaret's five things? Is it intentional breathing? What would work for you and for your family? We're so glad you joined us for this conversation and we invite you to join us for the next episode where we are gonna get a little deeper into some of the brain science of what's happening in our brains, our left brain and our right brain and how that can help us as we or those we're sitting with or our kids are feeling some really big emotions. Make sure to join us.